All right, welcome um, to episode two. Taylor, it's come around quick. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we were talking about this because I think because we kind of obsessively were thinking about episode one all week. Yeah. I just didn't really think of it. And then I was at, kind of at work today and I was like, oh, shit, well, we're recording tonight. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, Very little planning for this one. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That, yeah. is, that, that is the kind of reassurance you want to issue with the viewers coming in to yeah, this. This is going to be is mostly that, improvised. Yeah, that we largely forgot to do notes for this. Um, but oh, well, I'm sure it won't suffer. Yeah. I mean... There's only up to go from here. Yeah, I mean, it'll be great. Um, it'll be great. It will be great. Um, so, um, have you had a nice week, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've not really seen you. At least only yesterday when we were up to the pub planning this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah no, it's been all right. What about you? It's been all right. Hectic at work and stuff. But yeah. um, actually, I did have one pleasure this week, which is I finished my um, Black Mirror book. I mentioned it last week. Yeah. Really good. Highly recommend. Um, I won't go into it too much because obviously it's Batman heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We've already done that. Um, yeah. But no, anyone, if you want a really kind of cool, grounded kind of Batman murder mystery story, highly recommend. It, it, it yeah. was um, no, it was a thrill to read. Um, so um, this week it's Zombie Week. It is, yeah. Um, so we thought, um, kind of because DC had ripped off Marvel recently yeah. and done their own <laughs> zombie book. I mean, to be fair, there's plenty of copying both ways, so yeah. I don't blame them for them. And um, so we just thought it'd be a good opportunity for you to read one yeah. and me to read the other. So um, being the more DC oriented of the two of us, yeah. I, I read Deceased or DC East, yeah. um, which I, I quite like the title. I think yeah. that's great. Um, well. And you've been reading Marvel, Marvel Zombies. Zombies yeah. Didn't finish it. No, I only got through the first volume. Well, like the first five issues, which is like the first collection. Yeah, well, that's so, fair enough. It ends on a cliffhanger, which I'm okay with. I'll just read the next part when I get around to it. Oh, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully before the zombie podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not didn't happen, did <laughs> no. it? Um, but, oh, well, I feel like we're close enough. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I want to dive straight in, actually, because obviously we've got two books to talk about this yeah. week. Um, I'll let you go first. Um, so, obviously, I haven't read it. We kind of... Yeah. improvised and did this kind of <laughs> double blind thing where yeah. you would read one and I'd read the other just to see how that dynamic works. We might yeah. not do it again. We'll see how yeah, it goes. It might end up shit. But... Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but no, take it away. Marvel Zombies, how did you like it? What was the story and uh, crack on? Uh, yeah, no, I really loved it. It was written by Robert Kirkman, obviously who did um, Walking Dead. Yeah. So it kind of, it's kind of a little bit like that, but with yeah. Marvel. Typecast, was he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. So um, the characters is pretty much just all the Marvel characters, but as zombies, really? as you can guess from the title. But yeah. the main characters, uh, it's like this, just this lead group of zombies, which is made up of Giant Man, Hulk, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Spider Man, and Wolverine. To be fair, they're all the people that I wouldn't want to encounter as zombies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd be pretty fucked if Hulk came at you as a zombie. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's so it starts on um, Earth twenty one forty nine. Which is where the now zombies are, and it's um, this un this unknown superhero, like we don't have a name for him, just lands on Earth and he's been infected by this thing called the hunger, and obviously he then goes on to bite and spread it to all the Marvel superheroes, uh, but they still retain their intellect and their personality and their powers and everything. Uh, so when when it starts off on zombies, they've eaten everyone on Earth. Oh, brilliant. As <laughs> all good superheroes would do. Yes, they've <laughs> yeah. fucked up their Earth. And um, 
So, oh, so this zombie Reed Richards gets in contact with Ultimate Universe's Reed Richards, okay. who's having a bit of a identity crisis at the moment. He's like, "Oh, dad, I can do this hero thing," and uh, Reed Richards. He doesn't look like a zombie using the technology, and he's like, oh, I've come to my Earth, I'll teach how to be a hero. Hmm. So Reed Richards, like, travels over to the zombie Earth, realises they're all zombies, yeah. so he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a bit of, um, speaking of working dead, a bit of a of spoiler alert, but terminus situation. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, come here, everything's going to be great. Oh, shit, everyone's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, this, this place is fucked. Yeah. Um, and then, Mag- so Magneto pops up. He's, like, pretty much the only one who isn't a zombie. He's managed to survive. How, how come, is it? Is it anything to do with, like, his powers, or is it just, he's just happened to be I, the only yeah, one? Yeah, I think he's, he doesn't really explain it that much. He just kind of just isn't a zombie. He's just managed to survive all this. He probably this hasn't really like touched anyone, has yeah. he? Like, you know, he's not the most popular bloke yeah. in the Marvel universe. So, <laughs> I mean, he's safe from Wolverine for yeah, a start, yeah, and Cap because he can just control Shield. Speaking of which, obviously they get into a fight, and uh, Magneto uses Cap Shield to just kind of chop off half of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I think to he... which Cap's just like. Oh, I'm I'm still okay. I guess I guess this is all right. <laughs> I guess I can just be missing half my head and still be okay. Yeah, I think it is quite a famous panel because I've seen it before. Just kind of where he's yeah. kind of godlessly pointing at his head, missing yeah. top of like, his head. Hey, look, I'm all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, then uh, so Magneto kind of like just says to Reed, Reed says to Ultimate Reed Richards, "All right, just just get back to your earth." Like, yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Sound advice. Yeah. yeah. So um, Reed Richards gets back to his earth. Magneto just like destroys the machine, forgotten its name. <laughs> the machine. The machine. Yeah, yeah. The machine. Yeah. And um, so he's obviously still stuck on the zombie earth and he's like, okay, I'm surrounded by zombies now. So he starts running and like while he's running away, he learns that um, the uh, Acolytes and Forge are still alive, but they're on a different planet. Okay. I can't remember how he finds this out. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I think they said really this... brought the facts with you. I really have. You? I really have. I'm just reading out my summary at the moment. <laughs> I think they send him some kind of signal. Um, but yeah, he ends up not escaping the zombies. He, he, he dies. Yeah, to be fair, he's kind of the one guy I really wanted to become a zombie. I'm yeah. like, fuck Magneto, he's the worst. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, back on Ultimate Earth. Reed Richards arrives back and he's like, we, we need to prepare for this because they're coming for us. Yeah. So, and that's where Marvel Zombies begins. I really like that. I, I think it is obviously zombies done to death. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I think it does sound like a really creative new way of doing zombies where they yeah. kind of retain this. It's almost more like a vampire situation yeah. where they have the hunger but they kind of retain this intelligence. Yeah. No, it's From the sounds of it anyway. Yeah. So, um, so the zombies arrive on the ultimate universe. Everyone's like hiding, like everyone's fucked off because they know they're coming. Um, and then Silver Surfer oh, arrives, zombie on ultimate. No, he's not a zombie. Oh, he, he arrives to warn them that Galactus is on his way. Oh, and they eat Silver Surfer, <laughs> <laughs> the classic zombie yeah. approach. They just go, "Don't give a shit, going to eat you." <laughs> yeah. and then they do, uh, yeah. and they actually then gain. Silver Surfer's cosmic powers. All the zombies. Yeah, that is nice. They, so they're like cosmic powered zombies. <laughs> I now, love that. As well as having all their own powers. That is off. That is off the wall in the best way. It's like, yeah. what if everyone from Marvel was a zombie? 
Yeah. What if they also had the cosmic? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's um, great. I love that. Yeah. So then later on, Forge and the Acolytes arrive on Earth and they find Black Panther, oh. who was being kept by Giant Man, who was like nibbling away at him <laughs> like while trying to figure out the zombies. Because Giant Man realized that every time they eat, they like revert back to normal cells and they're like, okay, I'm fine now. I've eaten. They're just not hungry anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasp rocks up yeah. and she's like, I can't believe that you've been keeping this guy, just eating him to yourself. <laughs> well, then, you're not yourself when you're hungry, Joe. You're not yourself when you're hungry, yeah. 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 And um, No one's going to get that joke. <laughs> no one is going to understand that. If anyone did, please acknowledge that. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, so then Black Panther and Wasp get into a fight. Black Panther just straight up decapitates Wasp. Oof. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot have... of decapitation in this book. Yeah, but I mean, Hemping does have a history with not being the best to wasp, doesn't he? Yeah. Are you aware yeah. of that? You know what I'm talking no, about? No. What I'm referencing? It was in like, um, like old, old. I'd say old school, like our dad era, era of comics. Um, like, um, it was kind of when they were introducing the idea of yellow jacket and like the pin particles affecting yeah. their mind. And there's a panel where he just like cracks around the face. Oh no, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, you have seen that. I'd I've say that. that. I'd be so really surprised if you didn't. Yeah. I say speaking as man who hasn't seen Spider Man 2 <laughs> and still hasn't out of the last podcast. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah. that's what I was referring to. So yeah, so Black Panther hobbles off, escapes. He's got, he's missing an arm and a foot. Mm. So he's kind of just like hobbling off. And uh, yeah. Galactus arrives, mm. and um, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your planet, oh, big Galactus." Yeah, classic. There's a big, there's a big fight between um, the Marvel zombies and the Marvel supervillains. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, all that really happens is that Red Skull kills Colonel America, who is Ultimate Universe's Captain America. So mm-hmm. Captain America's dead. Um, That's a shame. And then the heroes just. Eat Galactus. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Hulk, Hulk, Wolverine, and Luke Cage and Giant Man managed to overpower Galactus and eat him. Is and that, then, are those power levels right? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. But they're zombies, so they're just you know, they're yeah, they're, they've got crazy, but strange. Yeah, yeah. And um, they all gain his powers and collectively become Galacti. Oh. So, collectively, they all are Galactus now. I like how it just keeps going up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've got the cosmic powers from Soul Surfer, and now they're just Galactus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, jump five years later, mm. Black Panther is in Wakanda. Yeah. With um, the ache. Has he recovered from his series of nibbles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's, he's managed to get, like, prosthetic limbs. Oh, he's good. also got Wasp. Oh, because like, he had in a jar or just bodies. No, no, he's turned her into a cyborg. Oh. So basically, I forgot to mention after the after he decapitates her, he just like takes her head with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he right. just like well, when he's holding off, he's just carrying her head, and she's like, oh, oh just let me have a bite of it. Which is how he realizes that the whole hunger thing isn't like they need to eat; they just think they need to eat. It's, yeah. it's like a psychological thing oh, okay. rather than a physical genuine hunger they're just like nah, I'm, I'm, I really want to eat you yeah. I just feel like eating you so yeah the Acolytes and Forge return to Earth Forge is like fixing everything good on like, him yeah, about time back. someone straightened things up around yeah. there by the sounds of it Yeah, and by that time the zombies have left Earth Oh, and it's just absolutely decimated brilliant there's nothing left and the final panels 
are on another planet. Ooh, and space zombies. Yes, it's an intellectual alien race who have learned that Galactus is on his way. But I thought they and they look it. up to the sky and it's Galacti. Oh right, little rhyme there. <laughs> and <laughs> like yeah, that. that's that's the end of volume one. That sounds good. I genu- I really want to read that. Yeah, that it is actually really badass. good. Right. Wow. There are some good moments. Like there's a moment where um after the zombies have eaten everyone, they're like like between like before after they've eaten Galactus even, they're like, um, uh, well there's there's nothing left now. I mean we've eaten Galactus, he's mm. he's the biggest one there is. So they're all fighting about who they should eat and um I think Luke Cage is like, oh, we should eat Hulk. He's the biggest ingredient. Like, he's the reason we're all hungry because he's yeah. been eating all our food. And uh, Spider-Man's just like, no, no, come on. Because he hadn't eaten in so long, he's reverting back to him. I was like, no, this is what we do. We're superheroes. Like, come on. And uh, <laughs> Giant Man just goes, traitor, eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage is like standing up with Spider-Man. He's like, no, no, come on. They're just like, ah, just fucking eat them. Yeah. So they start eating zombies. And then Giant Man's just like, I tell you what, Let's just try to find a way to farm our own humans Brilliant. so that we yeah. can eat them. Yeah, no, it is a really good I do book. like like this intellectual zombie <laughs> angle of them. Like, like they, are, they are intellects. Like, they've still got... Like, Hank Pym's obviously still really smart, but he's a zombie. Yeah. So it's like all of his intelligence and focus is just on what he's going to eat next and how <laughs> he's going to eat it. I, I, I really like that dynamic. Yeah. I, I do think, obviously, you'll finish it, but mm. I, I might join you. I, yeah. I, might, I might read yeah. the rest of it. Um, I'm going to retract my only statement actually about DC ripping off Marvel because to be fair, I think yeah, this book is quite different. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very different. Um, they kind of zombies are just kind of zombies in this, yeah. um, but there is some more interesting themes. But um, how would you rate it? So out of twenty, no, out of twenty, years, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we're continuing our zany ratings. Out yeah. of twenty, I'd give it a uh, sixteen. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's a good rating. It I'm is, happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, Eight out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise yeah. known as. Yes. Uh, well, I've gone with percent fresh this week, so okay. it's still going to be inconsistent. <laughs> but um, yeah, I that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And I think it, I, I get why this book, because I hadn't gotten around to reading it for whatever reasons, but I get why this book has a bit of a following now. Because yeah. I think it, it sounds really cool <laughs> and really off the wall. And, it is just really weird yeah <laughs> but like, i think it, it's that kind of weird that you can only really do in the panels of a comic book of just yeah. off the wall let's keep this up a notch at every opportunity <laughs> we get um so deceased I, it's a little bit more tame now <laughs> that, I, it's hard to follow that up yeah. but i love this book i am um, I, I i um it was actually my wonderful girlfriend who bought me it um recently um, it was actually the day we decided to do this podcast because I was yeah. telling her about it and she was like, well, I'll, I'll buy you something so you can review it. So, um, And one thing I want to say about this book is it's really in-depth, as in they use the DC universe really well in it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it would be easy just to be like, oh, we've found zombies. <laughs> and no, no zombies. But they kind of use existing things within the universe to try and yeah. build into like make the zombies kind of yeah. in continuity like this could happen regular in regular. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, well, this could happen in regular DC universe tomorrow. Um, so I think what was really interesting is how they introduce the zombie virus. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with yours, it's like a zombie lands on Earth. Yeah. Um, this obviously um, it starts with a battle with Darkseid, mm-hmm. um, and kind of it, it kind of starts at the end of a classic Justice League Darkseid battle. 
Um, and um, Superman just there, there's a great quote in it where um, they talk about the sound that it makes when Superman breaks a god's jaw and he just cracks Darkseid across the face and just sends him back where he came from. But Darkseid, he wasn't trying to conquer Earth, they were actually after Cyborg because obviously um, he's got apocalypse tech in him, that's what makes the robot parts. And they were actually retrieving him, that was kind of like the secret goal of this whole thing because they understand that using Cyborg, they can get the second half of the anti-life equation. That obviously being Darkseid's yeah. classic motivation is to get the anti-life equation so he can... Everything he does is trying to get the anti-life equation. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> Thanos with the infinity. Gone. Like yeah. That's what he's looking for. But obviously, we've never quite, as far as I'm aware, in regular DC Universe, we've never kind of seen the anti-life... Anti-life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Forever be bit. That, that, that's the thing that I worry about podcasts because I can't talk, which means it was a good medium to do, but it just means that my Freudian slips will be yes. ingrained and yes. forever preserved on the internet. So I do apologize. And I enjoy ripping into you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's the backbone of the dynamic of this show, I feel, Joe. Yeah. But um, so they go and retrieve Cyborg, understand that he is the key to the second half of the anti life question, and kind of because we never, as far as I'm aware, anyway ever seen it kind of manifest in the DC universe of what this equation does shot of it kind of warp in the minds. That's what turns people into zombies. Yeah. So they unlock it in, and I have to say this book's pretty hardcore um, with them, when they catch his cyborg, he's kind of giving people lip in the thing while he's on the torching and they just rip his tongue out his skull. Like <laughs> yeah. it's quite hardcore. Um, but anyway, um, so kind of dark side finally learns the anti-life equation. And that's like, he just turns into a zombie straight away. He just starts like clawing at his face um, Cyborg managed to boom tune, boom, boom tube. All right, that's ten. sake, boom tube out of there and get back to Earth. But Dark Side, Zombie Dark Side, he just goes on a rampage and he just destroys Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oh, stop it! <laughs> you <laughs> You're making me think too much. Apocalypse. He just like he like kind of planet hulks it where he just kind of punches it to bits in like this rage and like um cyborg lands in the streets so like people like start approaching with like the cameras out and he's like no no stay back and like um the anti-life equation kind of hops into the internet so it starts popping up on people's phones like in the thing it's just shown as like a red light but whenever anyone sees it they become a zombie straight away and then it's also transferred through scratches and bites kind of in the traditional way um but these aren't shuffling zombies. They're running. People have their agilities and the superiors retain their powers. So obviously yeah. when they become zombified, it's quite yeah. a big thing. Um, Got to watch out for Flash zombie. Well, that's a big <laughs> part of this book, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they did it on purpose, uh, is that they take Batman out of the equation quite quickly. Um, because I think, like, Batman, I think he'd sort it out. be the sole survivor. Yeah. So get it sorted quite quickly. I, I think when you take Batman out of it, it just means everyone's a little bit clueless because yeah. it's kind of the situation where everyone would turn to Batman like, all right, what, what do we do? He's got yeah. a contingency plan for this. But they take him out quite quickly. It's um, like, um, it's because it's Nightwing and yeah. um, I believe one of the Robins. It's not Damien. It's, I think it's Tim Drake. Okay. Um, they're infected 
basically straight away. Mm. Um, so Batman, Alfred kind of calls Batman upstairs. He's like, there's something wrong with Master Duke. Um, <laughs> and he walks in and he's just instantly like torn up and clawed. Um, yeah. So he puts on a Mr. Free suit to kind of preserve his body, yeah. which I think is a very Batman thinking yeah. <laughs> thing to do. So he kind of coaches people as much as he can for the time he's had less, but quite quickly. Yeah. He kind of smashes out of the suit and he turns around to Alfred to go for him and Alfred has to kill him and he calls him son right before oh, he kills him. It's, it's, oh, it's quite heartbreaking. But kind of, um, we have a good period where kind of the infection's spreading, but it's not quite to everyone yet. Yeah. Um, one kind of right off the bat, really interesting thing this book does is that we meet up with um, Green Arrow, Black Canary and Green Lantern and they're having a little campfire scene. Yes, this um, is the bit that I have read. Yeah, well, I made you read this because yeah. I liked it too much. I was like, you need to read Doing this. That, I did also enjoy it. Yeah, um, so um, it's just kind of like classic campfire scene. We've just had a battle with Dark Side. Let's have some talent yeah. off. And um, Hal, Jordan, Green Lantern, he just he goes into the back of the tent and you can see over Oliver Queen and Diana Lance's shoulders, just his phone light up red yeah. in the background. You're like, oh, shit. Um, so he instantly bursts out and he's kind of attacking them with these twisted constructs because obviously because he's a zombie like his mind yeah. he's not making. Um, we get a wonderful cameo from the um, boxing fist glove. Um, yeah. Arrow. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> so he cracks him with that, kind of get him to calm down but by the time they realise that he's too far gone, Diana makes the decision and kills him. Yeah. Um, in which case, obviously, in Green Lantern lore, yes. his ring lifts off his finger to find the next wearer and it doesn't go right far and it goes straight to Black Canary. Yes. So we get this Green Lantern, Black Canary, yeah, I which I think is great and I wasn't yeah. expecting it and I think it's always nice to get kind of... Green Lantern's a good character that you can kind of lift to put on another character because yeah. it's like, <laughs> we'll just give them the ring, see what happens. Yeah. And it's always fun to see a, a new character on the ring. I know there was a really good storyline where Red Daughter of Krypton... Yeah. Where Supergirl got a red lantern ring, and I think I think it's a nice thing to kind of put on another hero and see how they yeah. would control this power. Because um, literally, you just pop a ring on them. Um, but we um, we cut to obviously Superman, and um, he's kind of he kind of leads the survival effort where he starts rounding people up to um, planet. Um, was it Daily Planet? Yeah. Um, he's kind of starts rounding a group of survivors there. So you've got his son. Um, Damien Wayne um, himself, and who else is it? I've completely forgotten who else is uh, surviving with them. I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking through the book now. I don't know why it fell out of my mind. Oh, no, it's Lois Lane, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, so he kind of groups them together, and they, they become um, Oliver Queen and um, New Green Lantern, kind of meet up with them quickly, and they kind of become our core group of survivors. Um, and I think one thing this book really does really well, like I mentioned earlier with youth and DC law, but it, it uses powers very well. Um, so, um, like th there's a point where someone says super and like, should you really be flying about rounding people up? Because if you turn into a zombie, we are pretty screwed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just says, well, I've been using my x-ray vision this whole time. So yeah. he will never see a phone cause like he uses his x-ray vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was a really creative, obviously like, I, I always like, um, people using powers in kind of ways that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. I really noticed it in Captain America Civil War with Falcon, because yeah. um, kind of we'd seen him run about, but we started using his wings as like shields and stuff. And yeah. I, I remember thinking that in the film, that is really nice creative use of powers. And this has a great example of that. Um, but speaking of Batman being the man with the plan, um, a big part of this book is like they don't know where Flash is. So everyone's panicking a bit because obviously zombie Flash, yeah. we're in trouble. And uh, Superman's flying about using his extra vision and he finds Flash and Kid Flash just like 
in a basement listening to the radio and he's like what are you guys doing like why just sat down here and they're like yeah batman like rung his first thing it just told us to stay out of the way the second he figured out yeah. so i thought that was good because it was kind of a question i had of like what yeah. um like what would you do and it, it it starts time jumping a little bit towards the end it kind of wants um kind of I'll skip over some of these because there is a lot of heroes that kind of get mentioned kind of in little short bits. Um, Aquaman, um, he has a nice little small segment where they show the zombies attacking Atlantis and it's this creative thing because, of course, the blood just swarms in the water. So it kind of becomes like this airborne virus because the water is so saturated with blood that any Atlantean that brings it in gets zombified as well. So it's kind of like stay away from the water because it's all blood. And um, at the end, because everyone kind of gets to have a scary, all these like zombified Atlanteans crawl out of oh, the water. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. I like it. Um, there's a great moment with Atom, uh, Captain Atom, because obviously, um, because he's not quite human. Yeah. They they're, they're not that concerned about him because like, well, he can't turn into a zombie. But um, the Atom, as in the Atom, yeah. not Captain Atom, um, he gets zombified and then goes inside him and kind of infects him from the inside. Oh, shit. Yeah. There, there's some really cool things, but yeah. You end up, um, kind of your heroes get rounded up onto arcs, and um, quite a few of them get away um, onto different planets, but not before the Flash gets infected, because kind of, he, the way he talks about because time starts jumping, and they kind of get some he, he, um, superheroes together. Mm. and um, But just somehow, um, Martian Manhunter gets infected, so there's this invisible zombie like lurking around the surviving yeah. camp, and um, he gets the Flash. So the Flash just starts running about, killing as many people as he can. So Superman flies the other way around the Earth because he's like, I'm never going to catch him. So he meets him in the middle and they just collide into each other. And um, he just flies through Flash and just like destroys him, just absolutely pulverizes him. But he looks down and he's got like two fingers stuck in his side. And he's like, obviously, because they just met each other with such force. Like he just got these two fingers and he's like, oh, I'm infected. And yeah. he, he managed to stave it off, so he kind of flies around and says goodbye to people, but mm. he becomes zombified. And um, it's um, Greenland and Cause get involved because as the ships are going to fly away, Superman starts flying after them. So the entire force of the Greenland and Corps kind of yeah. turns up. Um, and um, these zombies do have a level of intelligence because because they're possessed by the anti-life equation, they just want death. Mm. So there's a moment where Superman sees all the Greenland and Corps and he's like, I can't win this. So he just flies into the sun and starts absorbing all the sun's energy because he's like, well, I'm going to black out the sun and kill people that way because yeah, yeah. they just want death. It's not a hunger thing. Yeah. Um, Cyborg stays behind and um, he gets uh, now infected Wonder Woman in the Lasso of Truth. And he's like, can you guys speak? And she does speak. And he's, she's like, we are slaves to the anti-life equation. Yeah. yeah, so it's this really sinister thing. And she kind of reveals that there is a cure for it. And he, he's like, oh, God, we didn't have to kill all these people. There is a cure out there. But before she can t- he can tell anyone, she kills him. Um, but uh, there, there are some other things in this book. It is a really detailed book. Um, there's there's some really funny lines in it to say it's such a dark book. There's a moment where Lex Luthor's arguing with superhero, um, Superman, and he's like, I am the smartest man on the planet. And he just turns and goes, Batman's dead, isn't he? And they're like, yes. And he's like, all right, I am the smartest man on the planet. <laughs> um, some really great stuff like that. Um, Damian Wayne um, takes up the mantle of Batman in the book. Um, Alfred kicks ass in this. Um, Giganta, she becomes on fire, so she's obviously a giant zombie, and Alfred rocks up in the bat wing and kills her. <laughs> it's great. And then he hands um, Damian the, the bat suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's a really good creative kind of just delves into every aspect of DC John Constantine's in this because 
after um, we kind of cut away from our main group of survivors and we go down this little bit of a magic route mm. where um, Mr. Terrific starts um, thinking, well, we can magic combat this. Yeah. So he fires John Constantine and he's kind of survived for himself sort of thing, but he does mm. end up coming around trying to help. And there's um, they also go down the route of time travel. So they get mm. Booster Gold and he's like, can you go back and fix this? Yeah. So they fight their way to his time machine because it's with fire and ice and they've yeah. both been zombified. Um, but right before he can get into time machine, he falls to his knees and he starts phasing away. And he's like, we've just lost the future. And it's like this really heartbreaking moment where it's like, oh, we've, we've lost here. He's like, too many yeah. people have become zombies and he just fades away because it's like the future isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, so there are some, there's some funny moments, there's some heartbreaking moments, but it's a great book. I'll give it to you after this because yeah. you should read yeah, it. You want to read it. Um, yeah, like I say, I have failed to mention some characters, um, mainly because I do recommend you go out and read it, mm. and there's there's a lot to talk about. But honestly, I I, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to get a reputation for being a generous judge, but we've only talked about <laughs> things I like so far. Yeah. So for the sake of that, I'm going to give it a 90% fresh, um, fresh, but very fresh. Uh, it is a great book. Um, Art-wise, it's kind of more in line. It's not like we talked about last week. It's you know, cartoony, more classic comic. Yeah, classic comic book art, which I do like. Mm-hmm. There's not an issue with it all. And um, yeah, definitely go out and buy it. Would you say the same for Marvel Zombies? I would, yeah. 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 Would, well, um, that concludes the comic book portion of this. It does, yeah. On to the news. On to the news. And now it's time for the news. Right, news this week. Obviously... Like within the last couple of days, Batmobile. Batmobile, um, awesome looking. It is. It's. It looks really good. Um, I I think it's the most carry Batmobile we've seen in a while. Like it just looked yeah. like something you would have. It yeah. looks like he's just kind of. It's the good. first like car since like the sixties. Yeah. All the rest have just been a bit over the top, either tanks or about. A mile long. Yeah, but this actually has like headlights. Yeah, and like I'm sure it has like indicators <laughs> and brake lights. Um, but no, um, I, it's I, very muscle car looking. Yeah, I could see why someone might see it as a little bit uninspired. Um, but I kind of I like the look. Yeah, we also in some of these pictures get a better look at the bat suit. Yeah, obviously well, not necessarily better look, but more of a look like we get. Yeah, the bottom yeah. half of the suit, like the belt and everything, which we haven't actually seen before. Yeah, seen. I can't out. make it out, but <laughs> <laughs> um, too far. I couldn't make out the original announcement either. So yeah. we're, we're gonna go and so. But obviously, we only really saw like a stunt version of it in a yeah, paparazzi photo in Glasgow. But this, this is a little bit more of a official, true thing. to what it's gonna look like in yeah, the film yeah. look. So I think it's an all round great image they've released. Um, but I, I can like it. I, I like the fact it's got like a windshield. I'm sure it's yeah. seat belts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And windscreen wipers. <laughs> it has got windscreen wipers. <laughs> Actually, like, yeah. I know. I do, I do prefer the car look. Yeah. To be honest. Like, it's just yeah. a car. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure the interior would just look like it's my mum's. literally just called the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, like I said, I, I could, I can see people not liking it. I'm yeah. sure there will be backlash. But I think it definitely suits this Batman. Yeah. From what I've seen of him. Yeah, well, his suit looks a bit more practical, a bit more yeah. cobbled together. And I think the Batmobile reflects that. I think yeah. it, it is kind of the theme. And he is meant to just be starting out, so it makes sense he hasn't got the tumbler straight yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> was a bit weird in the dark night. Yeah, right? it was like, not only do we have a bat suit, but yes. we've also got a tank <laughs> that you can have. Um, yeah. 
But no, I no, it does I look get like it. he's more just put everything together rather than getting like Lucius Fox or yeah, it looks even like Alfred it's... to really help him out. Yeah, with it. it does just look like he's kind of kicked it out in his garage. Yeah, <laughs> I do. It's just, I a, like it. it's just one of Bruce Wayne's cars that he's painted black mm-hmm. and modified. Or does it come in black? Oh, it probably comes in black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it comes in black. Um, awesome looking car. Yeah, really nice. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow's coming out soon, isn't it? Um, I think this was a good opportunity to clear up one of the segments from last week. Yeah. Um, just to explain it a little bit more, our PC Gone Mad or About Time segment. <laughs> um, just to clear the air on this, if we do ever call anything PC Gone Mad, we don't necessarily hate it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just to say that kind of external, real-world yeah. politics has kind of overly influenced this to yes. its detriment. Whether <laughs> about time it might have done, but it just doesn't affect the film. Yeah. And obviously, this is our second female-led superhero film. Yes, and potentially our first good one. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think this is absolutely about time. Yeah. And I think Captain Marvel was PC gone bad. Yeah, it absolutely time. was. That was just over-the-top feminism. Oh, who's doing it now? Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. No, I, I just I wasn't a fan of Captain Marvel as a character. Yeah, I she just, wasn't really likable. Yeah, well, she was a bit cocky and like kind of part of the superhero journey she was very that. Cocky. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. part of like the journey that these films tend to go on is kind of you know getting knocked down, getting yeah, more back humbled. up again. You'd expect yeah. her to be more humbled. Yeah, it's kind of this humbling process, mm. kind of like because obviously, like if we ever call it cocky, the instant retort's going to be, well, Tony Stark's cocky and everyone likes yeah. him. But that's kind of, that's marketed as the flaw in yeah. his character. But he's not overpowered. Yeah, <laughs> as well. But that's kind of like his cockiness, that's his downfall. Yeah. Whether it's this, it's like, there's just nothing wrong with yeah. her. And it, I think She's it was just... just overpowered and arrogant. And yeah. she just comes across as a bit hateable, to be honest. Yeah, I just didn't like, like her as a person. Yeah. But the I movie think... itself wasn't that great. Like, there was no... Yeah. There was like nothing to overcome there was in just, the movie. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah, everything just happened and it just ended. She just breezed through it. Yeah, and that's not what you want. You want to see Tony Stark get blown up and have to cobble together a suit and then get yeah. the shit kicked out of him in the end and come back. And I think it just kind of lacked that just yeah. sense of this is a fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I can do anything. Yeah, sort it was of literally thing. just a movie. Yeah, it but, didn't feel like. A superhero movie. It was just a movie with a superhero in it. Yeah, well, that I think this is going to be. They're not trying to make a female superhero. They've just yeah. made a superhero film. Yeah, with well, because it's character. not an origin story. It's it's set between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go about it. Because I've, I've said this before, but I think kind of if you do want to make something equality based, yeah. then don't make it about one thing or the other. The thing yeah. is that it can be a female superhero film and that's not all it is and yeah. all you have to mark it as. You can just have a superhero film with a female in and it doesn't matter and yeah. why would you mention it? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, but I, I'm sure we're off somewhere in that yeah. <laughs> assessment of it, but it's just the, the tone I get off this film is that we're getting just a really good superhero film. Yeah. And it helps that obviously Black Widow is already an established superhero. And we've already yeah. kind of seen her She's background. She's actually in, the first female yeah, superhero yeah. in the In Age of Ultron, we already got her original yeah. story. So it's kind flashback. of a character that I want to see get a film yeah. like it's not. Yeah. Um, but David Arbor. Yeah, as a Red Guardian. Love that. Yeah. Kind of basically Captain Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a great pick. Um, yeah. I mean, 
there was nowhere to go from up off the back of Hellboy. Yeah. I almost said Daredevil, but that's another classic Rodian slip. But you, you get, I, I, yeah, I'll admit that, to that. That. that wasn't a good movie at all. It wasn't. It, it, it really did that wasn't. really annoying thing that I guess it's kind of self-fulfilling prophecy mm. in bad films because anything they mention, I would rather have seen. But it's, they do that thing where they mention an adventure. I rather see that yeah. film <laughs> when he goes talks to Baba Yaga and he's like, "Well, I remember when you raised Stalin's ghost," and I was like, "I want to see that. <laughs> She's more interesting than the villain. I would." <laughs> rather see that that seems like more fun and yeah. walking into that film i did not wish or want or need to see hellboy grow his horns and rip them off again no. i've seen ron perlman do it i wasn't begging david Arbor <laughs> to do it and i think yeah. it just kind of retreaded all ground yeah no, but I anyway know. comic book related so it wasn't yeah. that much of a tangent but go on yeah now back on red guardian i don't know what it is about david harper in russia he just really seems to it suits him yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly I mean... his uh spiritual home yeah i mean obviously in stranger things he's he's been confirmed to be in russia so maybe he just kind of stayed there when i didn't make it to season three so i'm unaware of his situation i I thought season three was a lot better than season two i really hate season two i hate season three i i literally i couldn't watch it i was like will was just being such a knob i was like (laughs) you know what i mean like he's making out with 11 in like david arbor's house i'll call him hopper for the sake of continuing mike yeah, that whichever works. one it is, Mike. Yeah. Mike. But oh, like, I hate Mike. Yeah, he's, he's the, the worst. I, yeah, I really hate him. Yeah, and then like, I like the rest of them. I really hate Mike. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Eleven either. Yeah, but they're like making out in his house, and he's like, oh, well, I'm a little bit like uncomfortable with you making out with my dog, which is like fair enough. Yeah. And then, and then he's like whispering to her while he's talking to him. I'm like, show, show him a bit of respect. Yeah. You're in this man's like, house, don't be a dick. Yeah, like, who do you think you are? Yeah. You're making out with this kind of adopted daughter in his house. Show him a bit of respect. Be yeah. like, oh, fair enough. I'll, I'll be more considerate. I mean, he's the chief of police as well. Yeah, he's the worst. But then they kind of forget Hopper's character, mm-hmm. and like he's talking to actually Will, Will's mum, yeah. and he's like. How do I talk to kids? I don't understand kids. Oh, and then like she's trying to explain, he sat there with this dumb look on his face, like, oh, I don't understand. I'm like, do you forget he had a daughter? Yeah. Like, the, the entire first season is him, like his daughter, like he's having flashbacks and stuff. Did you yeah. forget he was a parent? Like, why are you acting like him? Like he doesn't understand what children yeah. are. Like, this is his first child. Yeah. It just it really annoyed me, and they were getting too old. I just they, they were getting to that age where I cannot like them. Like, I feel like we'd be sat in the pub and they'd be trying to get served and I'd be like, these dicks. <laughs> Which I say was us a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, but right. now, it, now it annoys me. Yeah, um, no. Regard, you know, it's still good casting. It's yeah, no, uh, honestly, dream casting, um, Red Guardian-wise, I yeah. think he looks like he's just going to be this fantastic bro and I can, I can see some really nice fight scenes coming out of him. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Weiss is all is all also all, Black Widow in it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like wearing the same suit as Black Widow wore in Infinity War, which I guess is how she gets that green suit. I imagine that's a a point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> I guess maybe. it's just the Black Widow suit. Yeah, it might be. To yeah. be fair, it's um, just more of like a uniform that they all wear rather than Black Widows. I thought about that. that. That's a good point. But I am so excited for this film. I think I it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, I May think fifth it comes out, does it? Yeah, right. we'll have to get it on together to watch it. Um, I just think it came out at the wrong time. I don't know why. Like, I'm not being yeah. funny. I love Ant Man, but I didn't need to see Ant Man and the Wasp. I wish they'd put this film in between them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some a, a bit meatier. Yeah, and bear in mind it's actually set between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. and also, you know, it gives a better send off. I I think it works better to put this before Endgame. Yeah. I think because it gives her a bit more of a send off in kind yeah. of like an 
epilogue. Yeah. Sort of Rather thing. than just having it afterwards and being like, okay, obviously. She's dead, but yeah. not really, because we can do another film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it works better to have this one. Um, yeah, I just think it, it was it, it's a good film at the wrong time, yeah. but I don't. I'm still going to enjoy it. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it looks fantastic. Definitely. It really does. I uh, can't May first, it comes out. May first, sooner is coming yes. forward. That's brilliant. Yes. Uh, what else are we talking about? Disney Plus. Disney Plus Disney stuff. Plus well, we mentioned this last week, um, and I did want to talk about it because I really like the look of Disney Plus. I've yes. heard bad things about the platform, but the Marvel shows coming out of it. I'm really excited for Yeah, Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He looks awesome. Anthony Mackie has confirmed that he's going to be playing Captain America. Oh, so they're going to refer to yes. him as Captain America, just not in the title, I yeah. imagine. <laughs> but, um, well, I, I assume the um, the whole series will be leading up to him finally accepting the mantle. Yeah, I can see that. Captain America. Yeah, because I'd seen Because obviously some... from the vast majority of we actually haven't seen him. I think we've seen him briefly in Captain America esque yeah. uniform in the tra- in the Super Bowl commercial. Do we? Okay. I think briefly you see him flying, and he, he looks like he's wearing some blue and white. But f- the rest of all the artwork, he's just wearing a Falcon costume. Uh, speaking of, um, one thing that I was really delighted to see about this show is that Winter Soldier's cut his hair. It was yes. getting the Walking Dead Carl era yes. of please, for God's sake, cut yeah, your he, hair. He does look a lot sharper. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks a lot cleaner and like more respectable. It, shall it, we just, say. it just stops distracting me so much. Yeah. I get it in the Winter Soldier because it's like, why would they cut his hair? He's just an assassin. Yeah. But it's like, you, like you, he doesn't have a mind. In yeah, that. you've been conscious for a while now, mate. You get that trimmed. It, surely it's in your way. Yeah. You know, you're super in and about, you're getting hair in your face. But um, speaking of earlier with wiki, wacky, comic booky stuff, I'm really liking the look of WandaVision. Yes. It looks like it's going to be it's, just... It's going to be very sick comedy. the scenes, yeah. It's, it's set... Let's see if I can remember this right. It's set inside Vision's mind. Oh, so she's so kind she, of gone yeah, in. She's gone into Vision's mind, and that's where it's, this is all playing out, and that's why it's taken on different time periods. It's just kind of like everything's like just switching and swapping. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be we some see, We see a brief moment in the uh, Super Bowl commercial where they're stood over two cots and some Ooh. dummies fly out. So are we going to get their twins? That's a point. Because they did have twins. We also see an amazing looking actual Scarlet Witch costume. Yeah, I it like looks, that. It actually looks really, it looks a lot better than I expected. I think it it's going to be a tongue-in-cheek reference. I don't think she's going to wear it. Oh no, she's not going to wear it full time. It's just going to be one costume because obviously the rest of it they're swapping costumes because different time periods like Vision costume. in his little shirt in that What's chicken that? shirt and jeans <laughs> look at that is brilliant it is isn't it but yeah it's and also black and white it's really going to be playing on different time different periods. old sitcoms it's just going to be loads of rip-offs of old sitcoms I basically. love it though I, I really have been begging Marvel to do something this off the wall for a long time. Yeah, and I, I think it looks so really cool. Good. It's also going to tie in apparently very nicely to um, obviously Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yeah, because of Scarlet Witch is going to be in that. Weirdness. Yeah. Weirdness. I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that. I don't know what's coming with it. Um, um, all I've heard is that it takes place in the multiverse, and Scarlet Witch is also in it. Yeah, which still fair. That's... True, true for a lot of Marvel films. Yeah. It takes place <laughs> in the multiverse, and Scarlet Witch is in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I, I think I'm liking this direction of just, let's just do weird. I feel like they, yeah. they feel secure enough at this point to 
do weird. And I think Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch is a great pairing, obviously, you two magic users. I believe they've confirmed that she does tap into the chaos magic. It's not yeah. kind of superpowers yeah, that yeah, resemble it's magic. She's going to become more magic and she is going to get more powerful, apparently, in Doctor Strange 2. I like that. Kind of, we're getting a more comic book accurate Scarlet Witch instead of she has kind of these vague powers that kind of resemble magic, just how they yeah. function, but actually have her casting spells, which I like. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies that are coming out and that might not be good and most likely not be good. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. How did you think As about the, the Morbius? Trailer, it looked all right. I'll watch it. I, don't, uh, I mean, I'll watch it. I, I think it will be really good if they just... Uh, if it's as a standalone. If they don't tie into anything. But obviously, they have it's going to gonna tie into Venom mm-hmm. and Vultures in it. And I just, I, I think I'd rather trying... they just it'd be good as a standalone movie. I, I think they're doing it again, and someone should tell them just to stop because it's not going to be good because you're yeah. doing it. But it's, it's the Sinister the Six. Same, yeah, yeah, it's going to have the same fate as the Dark Universe, where oh, it's just yeah. not going to take off. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to really, really try to force it, but it's just not. It's happen. not something you can force. You kind of do it organically, like the first kind of four Marvel films. If no one told you they were interconnected, you wouldn't know. Yeah. But then they do bring it together. But, but it's then just that... Avengers happened. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. And then also Nick Fury's popping up in all of them. Yeah, it's kind of them. having this kind of threading through story, but I just, I don't like, I, I don't think it's going to be very good. I think accuracy-wise, Morbius looks good. He looks good. He looks good. Yeah, but I mean, Venom looked good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think it's going to be I also the, that classic case of the villain's him, but in a different colour. Yeah. Which the Marvel, <laughs> which regular mainstream Marvel is guilty of as well, but I just think yeah, it's Matt never Smith's just interesting. Yeah, going to be a different looking Morbius. Yeah, he's like going to be like, they're fighting and Morbius is purple swirling about and he's going to be red. Like, I think that's going to be yeah, Marvel. Yeah, No, I do think the only reason that his... Not that main... I'm not coming into it with an optimistic attitude, yeah. but... <laughs> Dare I say we've been burned by Sony one too many times to have that much faith in their Spider-Man products. Yeah, I think the only reason this is happening is because Jared Leto wanted it to happen. Yeah. And he was I mean, just like, oh, I can be Morbius, I'd be a good Morbius. And they were like, yeah, all right, let's yeah. try it. And then it's just gone too far. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> they, they probably tried to do it as like, oh, let's test this, if we could then yeah. actually do it. And then they go, you know what, let's, let's just go a bit further, let's just go a bit further. Oops, we've released a trailer. Yeah, it's, it's happening kind of, now. This thing that got away from them, them just trying to appease Jared Leto again, so please, God, don't do Joker. We'll do anything <laughs> you want. <laughs> you can be Morbius, just let's just step away from Joker. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't mind Jared Leto Joker that much. I heard, mm. a, I, I think the reason why it didn't bother me as much as it did other people is I heard a fan theory that it was my boy Jason Todd and the idea that there was this original Joker that was like this older Joker, kind yeah. of the same age Ben Affleck, and instead of when he tortured Red Hood, him dying and becoming Red Hood, yeah. he, he kind of became, became Joker. Joker and that kind of explained the tattoos as part of the torture, yeah. is that like he tattooed of them laughing into him yeah. so I kind of viewed it through that lens yeah. and I was like he seems quite good kind of viewing it, yeah. it in that light but it's kind of this retroactive fan theory lens that I'm looking at it through and it seems alright yeah um, uh, also I'm phase 4 which I'm not looking forward to is Shang-Chi why not because why are they doing it yeah <laughs> like, <what>? we see <laughs> you know I've, I've, I mean I've I've never heard of Shang-Chi I've looked into him a bit and it's just doesn't appeal to me is it but just... I guess they're trying to do like diversity, yeah, which is fine. Bigger. It's like you know, I think it's probably it's about time, but yeah. I did, 
you have better characters. Yeah. Who's out there looking I guess for I'd Shang-Chi. rather get Shang-Chi than the totally awesome Hulk. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's it. Marvel do have a bad thing of just kind of... Diversity gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, surely, like, how I... Like, I'm more for diversity in comics, and I do want it, but... I don't don't kill existing characters and replace them with more diverse characters yeah. that just function the same. Actually, surely you should give these ethnic communities that necessarily haven't got the representation the respect to actually use your brain and give them an original character instead of like, oh, we'll yeah. just kill Alien Man and give you an African American woman. Like yeah. you know, it's like no, actually, like use your fucking nut and <laughs> make a character. Yeah. And then, but I think it, it. I think they're just kind of scrambling to yeah, diversify, I mean, and they don't have time to think up of stuff. And I think that's just the wrong way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the main reason I'm not looking forward to Chang-Chi is because I don't know anything about it. But um, I, I assume once I release more things about it, I'll, I'll probably come round. They, they're doing Ten Rings as yeah. Chang, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, so I'm glad they're finally going to be referencing actually the Mandarin. Doing, yeah, yeah, because I mean, obviously. I'm on three. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that was we've all moved happened. on, but I mean, yes. Well, some of us, some move on. <laughs> yes, not us. <laughs> um, no, we, but we did not. I, do that. I didn't mind it in Iron Man yeah. three. If you didn't know who the Mandarin was, I don't think it'd be as annoying. The fact that you lost a great yeah, character. But the but... fact that Mandarin is such an iconic cool. Iron Man villain, yeah. and they just completely fucked him off. Yeah, and kind of just did Iron Man 1 again, where it's like, well, the villain's another Tony Stark, and yeah, he's rich, and he's got I mean, a thing. That, that was also Iron Man 2. No. Nah. Just a guy that he pissed off. Yeah, but he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't like another rich businessman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Eternals. Eternals, yeah. They've le- there's been a few um, set photos mm. with Richard Madden and Kit Harrington. Because yeah. they're, both, they're both in it, obviously. Back again. Yes. Another round. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I can't remember. I'll have to look into who Kit Harrington's playing. For some reason, He's I really the thought then you were just going to say, who is Kit Harrington? <laughs> and I was like... I've got who Kit Harrington's playing. Yeah. Um, just purged my mind after she's McQueen for a full <laughs> season. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of... I'm not super familiar with it. As you know, I'm more DC-oriented. He's, he's playing Dane Whitman. I just... I'm, just I, I'm not that familiar with the Eternals. No, I know um, that they're like... They're branched from the Celestials, and yeah. we're going to get quite... I imagine we'll get quite a bit of Celestial lore. Yeah, which I think will be good, because it's been alluded to, and yeah, kind of delving deeper in, into that. In Guardians of the Galaxy, we've got a glimpse at one of the Eternals, forgotten his name, the purple one. one oh, yeah. Stone. I don't think they have a name. No, they do. They do. I don't think they do in, in the moves, but they do have names. Yeah, I'm sure there's a trading card somewhere with his name on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, it, it does sound good. I'm not sure about... Angelina Jolie, yeah, being in a mar- it does seem like the type of movie she'd do. Yeah, like, I know she's what you no mean. She's not right actress. Yeah, but, she's fine, yeah. but she's just Angelina Jolie. Yeah, like she's she not really a Marvel character. Yeah, like Marvel actress. She's almost too recognisable, so I, yeah. I can't separate her from the role. Yeah. Like, like I get Richard Madden and Kit Harington and Kumail Nanjiani and. I guess kind of Salma Hayek. Yeah, I know. But what you mean. even still Salma Hayek, I don't really know why she's doing this. Yeah, it like, seems she like, seem like the kind of she doesn't seem like the kind of actress who who do it. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I think looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be another kind of more off the wall Marvel thing that I think we're due for. Yeah. Um, not that Marvel hasn't been a roller coaster already, but I think doing some more 
risky, weird, not your general audience stuff. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to. Speaking of things we're due for, we've got two down here. Blade. Oh. Mahershala Ali. Don't Love know that. anything about it other than that Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. Great That's casting. the other thing's been released. And also Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye that's about time. That is about time. It's been too long. Hawkeye is really underappreciated, I think. I think I so. really like Hawkeye, and he's just been underappreciated. He's been underdone in the movies. Obviously, he's been better recently, like since Avengers Age Vault. Since they coolified him in Endgame. Yeah. But unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the process, gave him the world's worst haircut. Yeah. But um, this this is going to be about him training Kate Bishop. I like that. Apparently. Yeah. Which I hope they cast well. I know obviously they keep there, were, there were big rumours when Endgame was coming out because it, it, what's her face from Thirteen Reasons Why was cast and it was like, oh, is she Kate Bishop? Mm. Which I would have seen, and then it was just no, is Kate she's, Bishop, not his daughter. No, oh, no, she's mind. no, she's someone else. I was going to say keeper. They've already got that. No, <laughs> yeah. it turned out the Thirteen Reasons Why girl was going to play old Morgan. Oh, old Morgan. Star. Yeah, and they they cut her out. But it's like, well, fair enough. She's literally the scene she was in was a was like five seconds long. Yeah, and they they've since released the clip that they cut on I didn't Disney miss it. Plus. Yeah, yeah. I watched it and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad they took this out. Yeah, it, it, it disjoints obviously. It, the it was tragic just like, it, it would have made sense. Tony Stark like being in the Soul World and seeing young Morgan Stark, yeah, because he knows who that is. Yeah. But seeing old Morgan Stark, I, mean, I imagine him just going up there like, who, who are but you? like teenage Morgan Stark, like why would she be up age to some random point in her life yeah. to have a conversation with him? It doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, odd, yeah. odd situation <laughs> to be. In. Also, but yeah, uh, who would you cast as Kate Bishop? Do you think? I have no idea. I don't um, either. <laughs> It's, it's well, the thing one. is, it's hard with kind of casting younger characters because yeah. you can't have someone at the height of their career because yeah, they're, they're going to be a little bit older, so you kind of have to go for your more unknowns. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, no I, idea from me, anyway. That was a bad question. Really. How old is the little girl from Logan, X-23? Oh, old, could she do it? She, she could do it. How old is she oh, now? She's like... 15 or something. I just get Ellen Page. She, she looks 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah just she, to clear that up, we like Ellen Page. Yeah. And to also clean up last week, we do like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Yeah, we do like him. It's not our fault you can't do a good English yeah, accent. But no, because we're talking about, yeah. like, uh, for people who don't know, who don't do YouTube, you get, like, analytics with your videos and, like, you can see kind of, like, audience retention and view rates yeah, and stuff. we got a lot of people dropping out as soon as we started ripping into Charlie yeah, Hunter, mass... which I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't know he was that. I mean, I do like him. He's yeah, a great actor. Yeah, we, we like him. He's just accents aren't great. <laughs> but there's just, like, in, like, the audience dropout thing, there's just a massive spike when we start yeah. ripping into Charlie Hunter, which I thought was really funny. And people just... Pausing the video. <laughs> yeah. But um, speaking of the first episode, um, massive thank you to everyone who watched because um, it did it did it relatively did, it did really well. Yeah. We were expecting. I um, mean... And I would just urge everyone to remember on YouTube and Spotify, whatever the equivalent is, is yeah. just to like, comment, and subscribe because yeah. at this stage when we're just kind of launching the it, show. It does mean a lot to us. Yeah. Well, it means a lot yeah. to us and it helps the show so much. Yeah. Especially at like. Like, obviously, it always will. Please carry on in the future. Yeah. But, 
like kind of at this stage, every like, every comment, every subscriber yeah. does go a really long and even, way. Even bringing suggestions to the table. Yeah, please, we do have an email. We're not that good at thinking too hard in advance. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out. Yeah. But we have teencryptonite at gmail.com. Feel free. You're not bothering us. It's not yeah. our personal email. That's yeah. what it's for. <laughs> Send it in. We're, and, we're more um, than happy to answer anything. Yeah, kind of. Um, we, we would like to get a bit of a Q&A going next week. Yeah. And um, we're kind of small enough at the point now that if you do email in, you're pretty much guaranteed to be mentioned yeah. on the show. <laughs> you all get um, a shout out. Yeah, so please do. But... Um, Looking at the time, is yeah. that all we've got for this show this week? I mean, time-wise, we can probably keep going, but I don't think we've got much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, to be fair, it's only like half eight, so yeah. we could keep talking, but I think that is our material for this week. Yeah. Um, so, next week, um, I thought... Obviously, we're not going to move totally away from comic books. We will still yeah. be talking about comic books because that is the show. But I thought we could do a little bit of more of a movie theme yeah. next week. We could do it's more not... movie and video games because yeah. the Last of Us series has just been announced on it. Yeah, we've got Last of Us, we've got Uncharted news. Yeah, so I think um, kind of join us at the movie sort of theme yeah. next week. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll read something. I think yeah. I've got the Umbrella Academy books we could um, review. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, you'll definitely get your uh, weekly dose of comics, but I think a little bit more of a movie-oriented yeah. show. Yeah. All right. So, um, Matthew, thank you for watching. As always, means a lot. Goes a really long way if you can leave a like and whatnot. And um, thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.